Welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Hello, welcome to episode 14 of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. I am Siobhan Atkins. And today I am just coming back after a very, very long time. I wanted to make sure we touched base in 2020. Uh, We're looking at December 2020 right now. It's been quite a challenging year for the healthcare community. I feel like this the year that just keeps on giving um, and not necessarily in the best ways, you know, but people are really, you know, showing up and doing the best they can, you know, physicians, nurses our front desk staff and everyone in between, you know, even on administrative level, pulmonology department, everyone has really had to come together uh, in healthcare for the, you know, betterment of what's, you know, due to what's going on right now. And um, to make sure that they are able to keep their offices open, able to keep, you know, treating patients and keeping them safe in a way that wasn't as much of a worry in the past, you know, with the coronavirus and having declared a pandemic in the U.S. in March, a lot of things have changed for everyone. Healthcare, especially some places have been overwhelmed uh, and some places have been underwhelmed because they are, you know, have lost patients or have not been able to provide the care that they used to provide And maybe, you know, people are putting things off and waiting to seek treatment. And so there's been ups and downs in every direction. You know, you have some places that were overwhelmed and they needed help and additional staff. And there are other places I know where, you know, people may have been laid off, whether it was permanently or temporarily after offices chose to move into a a full telemedicine space. So, you know, while that's think in, in, in some ways it's been really good for a lot of people, a lot of offices with telemedicine, because if they weren't using it before, they were kind of thrust into it. So it's just now, you know, when things begin to change and normalize, which is probably a, quite some time from now, but when, you know, uh, offices start to see their typical amount of patients, but they now will have this additional way to, to treat people. And so, you know, we kind of got thrust into the telemedicine for those who were not either on board or just really, you know, it wasn't a priority. Maybe it was something that uh, their office had access to, but it wasn't necessarily something that they used. Um, I know plenty of practices who this year jumped into it and, you know, it was a learning curve, but they got through it. And then bringing patients back in the office as things started to change and restrictions were lifted in various places, we're able to continue having that as an option for their patients. And I'm sure plenty of, of you all have had experience and had to learn new things and how to get patients connected to the doctors and the other providers in your office and trying to uh, use your electronic systems and your portals and, you know, encouraging even more of that than probably in the past, just so that everyone, uh, so there's less exchange and less, you know, filling out paper, changing, exchanging pens and just, you know, tablets and things like that and having people do things from home and, you know, checking in from the car. So there's been so many changes, you know, but also when you think of 
healthcare, we can't not mention the toll that this pandemic has taken on the long-term care facilities. Unfortunately, the nursing homes and, and facilities similar to that have had the most deaths, uh, unfortunately. And, you know, that takes a toll on, on anyone. You know, if you're working somewhere and you're seeing, you know, more uh, loss than you're you know, than you may have seen in a year or, you know, 10 years. Uh, it It's something that, you know, is not going to, it can't be ignored, you know, and it's something that we all have to make sure that we're checking in, you know, with ourselves and with our coworkers. And, you know, mental health is extremely important. And, and this year, I think, was quite the test for many people, um, whether it was hospital, working in a hospital, long-term care or an office, because, you know, you're you're dealing with, Patients, you know, with patients with all kinds of pre-existing conditions and, you know, even you yourself may have had, you know, to make some decisions about whether you could continue to work because of your own health. So I understand that this year has been quite challenging for many people in the healthcare community. And, you know, we definitely have to have to talk about that. Even the fact of, you know, all the things that we've gone through since I will say January, but for the most part, March, when things started to change, especially in the U.S., you know, it was just life changed almost in an instant, you know. And so for most people, their family life changed, the child care, the education, the, you know, the kids in college, you know, everything really kind of slammed us at one time. And so even as a healthcare worker, you're dealing with everything that's going on at work. And then you have to come home and, and deal with everything that's going on at home. Or maybe you had to stay home because you, you didn't have, you know, the support uh, or, you know, the, the child care or access, you know, that you needed to keep your life the way it was um, before we were uh, declared under uh, an emergency. You know, things started to close down. Um, there's There could have been, you know, work changes with other people in your household that have affected your financial security, your food security, your home, you know, your rental, your your uh, home, your mortgage and things like that. So there's a lot of things that have affected, you know, many people and we can't, you know, ignore that and just focus on, you know, I like to think of the whole person and, you know, you come to work and you're dealing with all these other things and so are your coworkers and so are your, you know, other colleagues uh, in your office or in your hospital or facility. So it's important to make sure you're checking in with yourself or seeking out any uh, help that you need, whether it's in a way of counseling or just support or just picking up the phone and talking to a friend, uh, you know, getting fresh air, you know, getting a break when you need it and just, you know, acknowledging that, yes, things are different and it's, and it may be hard, you know, and personally, uh, I've actually had some loss this year and, I lost my dad, lost my uncle, and I also lost my aunt this year. Not to COVID-19, but to have to, in, in, you know, go through that with my family during a pandemic, um, which many people have had to experience this year, was, you know, quite challenging. And um, so I understand, you know, so people unable to see their family, their grandparents, their, you know, uh, any family that you have that's in a, a nursing home or a long-term care center, 
or out of state, you know, just, you know, everything has been, you know, changed to a lot of people are doing video and I know people are traveling and, you know, that's, you know, that's fine. But for a lot of people, that's not happening right now. And people are just not, you know, able to have those same connections and communication. So I just want to, you know, touch on that and know that, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people are going through a lot of what you, you may be going through right now. But, you know, I just want to make sure that we always stay encouraged, you know, reach out to people if you need to make sure, you know, if someone reaches out to you that you're honest with them, you know, if you're struggling, you know, it's okay. It's okay to talk about that. Uh, if you're, if you are doing really good, you know, share that because that might be something to uplift the person who's on the other line, you know, whether it's your friend or your family member who you haven't spoken to in a while, you know, obviously we always kind of say, you know, counseling therapy, something that you need, make sure you're checking in with your spouse and your children, uh, because this is I'm sure very difficult for them as well, as uh, things have changed with schools and uh, online learning has been quite a challenge for a lot of people. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell if your child is, is having a, a tough time or not. So on top of everything else, we have to make sure we're you know, paying attention to the people around us that we're holding each other up in support. You know, don't give up on making memories and having good times. It just, you know, we just have to do it a little differently now and more cautiously. My goal at, at different points in the year was just to try to create some good memories within the year so that when I do look back and reflect that it doesn't have to be all, you know, gloom and doom. Um, unfortunately, quite difficult to get around, you know, within that there's still a lot of uh, sadness and, and things, but I just feel like we have to, you know, we're still here. We get to keep going. So do it in the best fashion that you can. We learned a lot of lessons in 2020. Um, there's a lot of experiences that, you know, may be better left forgotten. However, it's brought a lot of people closer, um, whether it's your colleagues, uh, not closer in distance, but closer in, you know, communication and things like that. A lot of great ideas have come to fruition. People have used their time to uh, learn new things and to, you know, maybe put a little more effort into their health or their own business, their education. You know, healthcare itself has had to be quite even more innovative at a very fast pace. And people have really had to you know, work together and, and figure things out to continue to provide good health care and consistent health care, especially for the people who have chronic illness and need to, you know, receive their care, their medication, their treatment, uh, no matter what is happening. And we're able to really keep that going and, and make sure people have access to what they needed. And we're also learning what works and, and you know, what really didn't work too well. You know, there's something it's like, oh, wow, we, we learned this or, you know, we figured out how to better process our patients or, you know, register our patients. Or we know now that uh, maybe these type of appointments need a certain amount of time and, you know, maybe things that you didn't really have a time to really focus on or look at. You've probably been able to make some changes that you will keep outside of the pandemic. And there's other things that you're doing right now that you would never do. <laughs> outside of a pandemic circumstance. So um, I think there's, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of, uh, 
you know, changes uh, along with the challenges, uh, you know, but we're here. Your contribution is most definitely needed. And, you know, you may feel defeated at times, but just make sure you take that time to check in and always make sure that your, you know, your dedication, your sacrifice and your time, it does not go unnoticed. You're appreciated uh, for anyone listening. It doesn't matter what part of healthcare you work in. You know, you are doing a great job. Thank you. We thank you. I'm, I'm giving the we thank you from everyone for sticking in there, hanging in there, and, you know, being such a support system, being consistent and dedicated uh, in your job. I know it's difficult, but please, you know, continue to do what you do. We need you and uh, support it there if you ever need it. So that's pretty much all I have for today. I do look forward to coming back in 2021 a little more regularly. I think, you know, as things as things happen, we're going to see, you know, different things change in uh, as far as careers go with healthcare, um, you know, front desk and uh, medical receptionists and, and, you know, expanding roles, which uh, you may see, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have learned new things because as much as you would think that because healthcare was so overwhelmed the last uh, over the last few months, that people have security and you know in their employment, and that's not always the case. Because when you make certain changes, you know some people have been let go, and some people, even in healthcare, you know some people maybe their function at their particular office just didn't fit into what was required uh, due to the ban- pandemic, as well as um, maybe the office didn't have enough space to have all of those people, you know, at the same time. Um, I'm sure you you think about your own experience going to medical offices to have, you know, your front desk members six feet apart. A lot of offices cannot fit more than two people, you know, and some it may be one because, it, you know, it just depends on how the office is set up. Uh, a lot of places have had to reduce their hours, you know, or maybe take on an additional day so that they could accommodate their staff and things like that, as well as, you know, patients. So I know there's been lots of changes and uh, I'm so appreciative, you know, and I'm, I'm proud to be a, a member of the healthcare community. I know quite a few frontline workers who are, you know, they never gave up and they're just doing the best that they can. And it's been very difficult. Uh, I have family members who work in healthcare and it's just, you know, it's amazing and it's it's horrifying all at the same time. Uh, so, again, I'm Siobhan. This is the Medical Receptionist Network podcast, episode 14. Uh, you can visit medicalreceptionistnetwork.com or check out one of our affiliates on the show page. Um, Pro Trainings has CPR courses and other courses that you can complete online. I actually obtained my BLS from from there and I can confirm that the program is very thorough. The videos are great. I was able to do it in a, you know, one day, a few hours. Uh, but I did, I, I thought it was great for an online training. It was, it was really great. And so if you want to check that out, if you want to have any additional trainings under your belt there, they have fully online. If you actually want to, if you need the, the demonstration where you actually have the, the dummy with you, they offer that. They they mail it to your home and you can see that portion via video. So they're pretty innovative in what they've done. 
Um, and that was even before uh, 2020, uh, 2020. So uh, you can check out Pro Trainings and there's a, a discount that you get with our affiliate link. Uh, again, I'm Siobhan. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday season. Um, feel free to share this. And if you um, have any questions or would like to be interviewed on the podcast to share your experience in healthcare, I would love to have you send us an email, info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.